If you enjoy these podcasts, check out Enrico Signoretti's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com. They're about data storage and cloud computing, addressing all the topics covered in Voices in Data Storage. I'm your host, Enrico Signoretti, and today we will talk about data management, intelligent archives, how to build them, and how they can be leveraged to create additional value for existing data. To help me with this task, I asked Jonathan Kalms, VP of Business Development at Aparavi, to join me today. His company is a new entrant in the data management market with an innovative approach and a cloud-based technology that allow end users to quickly regain control of their data and reuse it uh, efficiently. Hi, John. How are you today? Hey, Enrico. I'm doing excellent. Thanks for uh, creating the time and inviting me to do this with you. Great. So let's start with a br- uh, brief introduction about you and Aparavi. Yeah, absolutely. So um, myself and and pretty much all the leadership here at Operavi uh, got uh, uh, got their chops in IT in the legacy backup marketplace. And Operavi was was uh, formed around five years ago, um, you know, in stealth, and we started developing a, a product uh, because of some of the challenges that we saw with unstructured data uh, and how organizations were looking to solve that problem and we felt it, it deserved a new approach uh, and thus a, a new company was formed. So explaining what is data management is becoming very complex lately. If you look around, uh, it looks like everybody does data management today, uh, even uh, if they don't. I mean, uh, so, sometimes it looks like a, a new buzzword. What does data management mean for from your point of view? Yeah, I, I'm tempted to answer that in all like former buzzwords, you know, copy data management and uh, you know, hybrid IT, hyperconverged. Yeah, so data management, uh, we we see you know more and more people at the shows that we're at uh, that we know are not doing any any type of intelligence on top of their data, and, and really it's uh, uh, yeah we're we're data management by the way. Um, so so the Operavi. Data management is granular intelligence on on the data that uh, is being aggregated and then actionable items on what you do with that data. So when we talk intelligent data management, um, it is really with the basic understanding that not all data is created equal and and different data has different use cases, um, uh, different reliance uh, for uh, historical reference and future use, and then and then much of it is uh, under a compliance regulation. So Operavi's goal is to uh, add an intelligence layer prior to actually you know sending any data anywhere else. Yeah, at the beginning I mentioned that intelligent archive, and you talked a lot about intelligence um, for the data. What is an intelligent archive then? Yeah. Um, so Intelligent Archive is a, uh, with Operavi, uh, it is the identification of data that, that perhaps uh, should be um, no longer on-prem um, or no longer on your primary or secondary storage. Uh, so the archive aspect of it is, is actually helping to reduce um, the amount of copies you have on-prem of, of secondary storage or perhaps data that hasn't been accessed. And the intelligence side of that is uh, indexing it in such a way that allows for uh, classification tagging, allows for full content search, 
um, allows for uh, data to be discoverable um, with a, a Boolean-based search uh, system, um, no matter you know how many clouds or storage repositories it may be spread across. Hmm. So you mentioned cloud. Uh, maybe it could be uh, interesting to have a, a, an overview of the architecture. How does Aparavi works? Yeah. So Aparavi uses a, uh, a software as a service uh, style model um, or an on-prem model. So it uh, depends on the customer. We have some who, who want the, uh, the hosted uh, model where the UI uh, and uh, all the policy management happens through a, a hosted platform, whereas we have others who, who want the, the on-prem installation. And we can, we can go in, into both environments uh, very easily. But... Uh, Operavi leverages a on-premise software appliance is what we call it. Um, that software appliance really is the orchestrator of, of our storage operations. So it's going to be the one that's enforcing the policies, uh, you know, grabbing the data. Um, that's where the actual um, index of the data is held. We also give options if you wanted to fortify uh, your backup and business continuity plan. Uh, you could even keep a uh, an additional you know copy there on prem um, in the Operavi open format as opposed to a, a proprietary you know uh, backup file, um, and then we get, allow you to uh, send that data off for long term retention and or archive to multiple cloud providers. Um, so I mentioned earlier that Operavi believes that not all data is created equal. So we've actually built a platform that allows you to send different data to different clouds based on you know the, the sensitivity level of that data, all uh, policy enforced um, from a from a top down uh, uh, hierarchical approach to a uh, uh, policy management. Um, we support pretty much all the tier one cloud providers, but we actually also uh, support any generic S three object storage. Um, but it also doesn't have to be cloud, right? So some organizations haven't yet embraced cloud, especially for sensitive data. Um, so you can send your, your sensitive data that, that might have, um, you know, trade secrets or, you know, PII built into it. Uh, you can send it to a secured on-prem location while your, you know, sales accounting, um, HR data, et cetera, is going to a, a, a less expensive, less secure tier of storage. Okay, so you mentioned a lot of uh, things that Upper Ivy can do, and uh, and also the, the architecture is uh, you know pretty, I would say, extensive. So from the on-premises installation, including the S3 backend that you can have on the premises, uh, down to the cloud, uh, and you support many different uh, cloud providers. But uh, One of the issues usually with data management is the very first step, you know, data discovery and collection. Okay. So how does Aparavi faces this kind of challenge? Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the Aparavi software that's going to be running on-prem uh, or near the data. So if you're aggregating data in the cloud, you can, you can absolutely host the, uh, the, the appliance uh, in the cloud. But um, that software appliance Uh, that's where we're doing uh, the intelligence. So prior to, you know, touching cloud storage, the data has already been analyzed uh, all the way down to the content level. Uh, we've uh, uh, enforced the classification rules that, that you've custom created in our platform. Uh, so we can look for patterns. We can look for, you know, date ranges or, or phrases, words. All of these things can be Uh, created and we're doing that on-prem before the data even even touches the cloud. 
one of the, the beautiful aspects of doing that is we'll actually retain that index on-prem. So all that search, all that uh, you know, uh, information that we've, we've indexed can actually be discovered and you're searching against your on-prem location before even touching cloud to verify, yes, this is the document that I need. We provide all search results in context um, of, uh, of the document so you can see exactly where, um, you know, where your data uh, lies um, and then uh, uh, make sure that you're uh, not you know, overtaxing your, your network or your, or your cloud storage costs. From, from your explanation, what I understand is that there is this ingestion process and during the ingestion process, you have a lot of indexing and tagging operations on the, the, the files that are uh, coming uh, uh, into the system. So um, is it policy-based or uh, is it a standard procedure and then on top of it, there are other operations that comes along? Uh, how does it work, actually? Yeah, it's policy-based. Um, so you're going to create a, a policy that's globally enforced throughout the entire enterprise. So you create one policy and then it will automatically apply that uh, downstream. So again, a hierarchical approach to policy management. Um, and then uh, while we're pulling the data onto our software appliance, um, you know, while that ingestion is happening, that's where it's the encryption is happening and compression and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, all that storage optimization that you like. And that's also where we're doing that, uh, um, that tagging and the, and the enforcement of those classification rules. Um, so as soon as it hits our software appliance, it's already encrypted, it's already compressed, and all of those, um, you know, classification rules have been applied uh, before it sends it out to the cloud location. So it's highly secure and highly intelligent when it gets to the cloud. And if I remember well, you can do a full... Uh, index. I mean, all the content could be indexed, and, uh, and I can then uh, do all the searches that uh, are, you know, I can think of. Right? Yeah. So um, we're gonna, uh, regardless of what classification rules you've created, we're still indexing the entire content of of the data. So all the way down to individual characters. Um, so when you're running a search, it's a boolean based search system. So you can you can search for combinations of words and date ranges and, and file types, et cetera, uh, to really refine those results. And no matter what classification rules you've set up, we still can find you know, that full content search. Uh, think of it as, as almost uh, as deep as an e-discovery. Yeah, so at the, at the end of the day, the, the first uh, thing that comes to my mind is that uh, uh, Upper Ivy uh, enables any organization to build uh, a sort of uh, enterprise Google uh, kind of search engine. Okay, this is the very first use case. Am I right? Yeah, I mean that's uh, uh, exactly right. Um, you know the the capability to search through your data on a content level globally, um, no matter where that data sits, uh, even if it's spread across you know ten different locations and and ten different clouds. Um, Operavi uh, can provide one single pane of glass and, and a unified view. Um, in, in essence, uh, I'm, I'm not going to call it a Google search because then I'll probably get a call from Google that uh, says, hey, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it is a, a, a very, very uh, deep search on, on that data. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, what are the access methods for uh, performing this? So, I mean, I, I can guess there is a web interface, but can I use APIs or other methods to, to access this data? 
Yeah. So along with the, uh, the web app, um, the entire product uh, is, is accessible through a RESTful API. Uh, so everything is, is available through, through uh, RESTful. Uh, the other thing is um, uh, it's also command line drivable. Uh, so you don't even have to use uh, a UI if you don't want to. Uh, everything is, is capable driven from command line. Um, and so a lot of, a uh, lot of flexibility there. Another thing that we allow is the, uh, if you wanted to mount this archive or this long-term, uh, reten- retained data, um, you can mount that locally and browse through it, you know, just, just, you know, file and folder tree, uh, on windows and Linux. Um, you know, and that's going to, to allow you to, to drive through the entire, um, you know, format as a map drive and, uh, and see what you need, even, even preview files before we're cha- uh, retrieving them from a cloud location. Okay, we talked about search, but actually there are many operations that uh, uh, makes this archive an intelligent archive. I mean, I, I suppose there are backend operations to keep the archive efficient, updated, and this kind of things, right? Yeah, so we're, um, you know, uh, ensuring that that archive is, is, is constantly clean. We're making sure that we're not duplicating copies of, of, of identical files um, and, and we're ensuring that that data is held for the you know specific amount of time that, that you've determined. So you can you can set a uh, what you know a, a retention window, and because of the way that we're actually storing data in the cloud, um, those individual you know changes of a file, even down to the bitter block level, we can start to remove those uh, the moment its retention window expires. You know those those incremental versions aren't reliant on you know, a, a daisy chain of, of, a, um, of, of a file. So you can start to remove data out of, out of your archive with, uh, you know, subfile granularity to really reduce the amount of storage you're holding over time and ensure that you're, you're staying on compliance as far as, you know, you're, you're deleting data when you say you're, you're going to delete it. You already mentioned encryption, but what about uh, access security? I mean, uh, how do I manage who, when, what, how can see the content? Yeah, absolutely. So Operavi's uh, interface, the super admin, uh, more or less, uh, has a view into everything that's happening in, in the environment. And then uh, he can define, um, you know, user roles and responsibilities. So view only uh, or no access um, restricted access, all of those are, are, are capable um, through, by creating different tiers of, of responsibility within the platform. Um, each individual then gets their own unique login uh, associated with that, um, those user roles and responsibilities to ensure that uh, there's no bad actors across the enterprise uh, accessing you know, and, and doing anything inappropriate with data. That sounds really interesting. But one thing that worries me is the cost, or better, the, the, the cost of cloud in the backend. I mean, you, you can do a lot of operations. Moving data to the cloud is always very cheap, but then when you need to get it back, uh, it could be really painful. So how do you address these kind of issues? Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously the, the reality of, of where cloud stands today and where the tier one cloud sta- players stand today with egress fees. Um, you know, Operavi, the... the the fact that we index on-prem means that you can ensure that you're only pulling out the bare minimum information. So even though we're 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 working from a compressed 
you know, encrypted file in the cloud. Um, you can do without having to mount anything anywhere. Uh, you can do a, a single file, uh, you know, retrieve from from a cloud location. Um, as as well as prior to doing that, you know, seeing from a search result standpoint the content and the context of the document, you can verify that you're pulling out the bare minimum of information out of out of the cloud um, before you know incurring any type of egress fees. Um, you know, and this kind of speaks to the to where Operavi believes the future of cloud is going. We we really do believe it's going to be a race to the bottom. Um, we're already seeing new entrants come into the place. I, I just got done with a webinar um, with Backblaze. We did one with Wasabi as well. Both of these, uh, you know, guys are really challenging the economics and the models of the tier one players by removing things like egress fees and and gets and put fees, things of that nature. So. Um, not only does Operavi make sure that you can retrieve the bare minimum, but we also make sure that if a cheaper, better, more valuable cloud comes along that, that aligns better with your business, that you can immediately, you know, start to point new data and even those incremental changes of your of your uh, archive data to that new location while still allowing for seamless retrievability of data, even though you've got a file with one version in one cloud, another version in another cloud. Um, to uh, to ensure that that at any time you can really take advantage of those changing cloud economics. So uh, exactly, you you mentioned that uh, now you you support uh, several uh, backend object stores, including uh, yes the new entrants like uh, Wasabi and Backblade. They do not have uh, egress fees. But what happens if I have uh, data on one of the major clouds? And uh, I am adding uh, one of these new players. There, is there any mechanism that helps me to to make the migration? Yeah, there's a few things we can do, right? So if you are not a current Operavi customer and you've got a bunch of data in Amazon, um, we have uh, the the ability to work with you to help um, understand the data that you have in your S3 environment, and then start to decide what data should should maybe go to a cheaper a cheaper cloud provider, or I shouldn't say cheaper, I'll say a more valuable cloud provider, uh, you know, less expensive. Um, you know, that that uh, there's obviously steps related to there and, and depending on how much you want to pull out of, of, of Amazon, you know, you're, you're going to likely have to pay some, some egress fees from them. Um, if you are an existing Operavi customer and you've been pointing data to Amazon, uh, we can actually do a trickle or a bulk migration between different cloud providers without having to re-index all of that data. So you don't have to pull it all out of Amazon, bring it back down on-prem, re-index it, and then push it back up to Wasabi. Um, we can actually you know, trickle migrate over, over time to ensure that you know, you're not paying for egress fees because we'll actually be deleting data out of Amazon when this retention policy expires while slowly transferring all of the data over to, uh, to a new provider. So uh, both the trickle migration, which is what most of our um, you know, high, high storage um, users are, are using, um, or if it's uh, not a ton of data and you, you're okay incurring you know, a bulk egress fee um, from, from Amazon to get your data to a cheaper tier or a better tier, um, we can uh, assist there as well. Okay, so um, in practice, you can uh, uh, add a, a second repository, and only when you need to create a new version of a file or whatever, you you, you save it on the new on the new cloud, 
and so you don't have to to pay egress fees for the immigration if necessary. Is this uh, correct? Yeah, that's correct. That'd be kind of a a, a quick workflow for the. Um, yeah, I'm trying uh, to simplify here. It's just a. Yeah, no, you you you, you simplify it. Uh, totally. Um, and and obviously, uh, we'd be happy to to anyone who's listening. Um, we'd be happy to set up a demo and and walk you through this process, build some workflows, uh, you know, within your use case. Okay, by listening to all of this, I guess that uh, the most common use cases for Aparavi range uh, from uh, uh, search engines across the organization uh, for compliance, discovery, and more. But actually, potentially, you have many other use cases, okay? And uh, a lot of application can uh, access to this uh, data that you are storing for them, right? Yeah, um, that's actually a good segue. So we have what we call a, a security feature, uh, the our open data format. And the open data format is designed that um, in such a way that once the encryption keys are provided and and you know the the intimate information, the the right user access, all that good stuff is is provided, um, and you've you've grabbed an Operavi file from somewhere. Um, that that documented data format is there to ensure that that in the future, whether you want to integrate with a analytics tool or something on those lines, that that format can be read in its in its native uh, Operavi ODF. Um, the uh, other thing that it, it allows for is even if Operavi, you know, 20 years from now, you need to retrieve a file from Operavi, you know, version two, and uh, and Operavi is is now on version you know, 70, for example, uh, that, that open data format is going to allow you to, uh, to re- read and retrieve that data and, and make use of it again. Um, so no, yeah, exactly. No use case is using our open data format alongside uh, even competing tools to read data, right? We, we don't believe we want to stand in the way of people, you know, getting their data back uh, no matter how long it's been. And that's why we published uh, and placed that uh, documented data format in public domain. Yeah, also, it's really a form of openness. Right? I mean, giving all this information to your customer allows them to build application on top of your um, system without uh, any additional charges. So do, do you... Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's, it's, it's your data, not ours, right? Even though you're using our um, intelligence and our data movement, um, you know, it's your storage and it's your data. Um, and, that's, and we really wanted to embrace that uh, no matter what. Do, do you have uh, any customer that uh, is already doing, uh, so uh, using the APIs to build custom applications on top of your platform? Oh, man, not that I know of. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, most common you know, use case for, for the API uh, is, is additional tools that they have. And so, so we have a, a service provider, um, an ISP uh, in Europe that's actually uh, using you know a, the command line interface along with the REST API um, inside of uh, their kind of uh, software stack. Um, so we've seen that. Um, but uh, as of now, um, to the best of my knowledge, uh, and maybe someone is, I, I haven't seen anyone you know, truly building an entirely new platform on top of uh, our stack now. But uh, we can see that this is still the beginning. I mean, uh... yeah. So you you have uh... we, we are indeed a startup and and uh, you know we we want to make sure that uh, we're, we're fulfilling the use cases that uh, that the industry has and uh, the you know ideally 
yeah, alongside our open data formats and, and REST APIs, we see you know some community building some some really neat stuff on top of it. You mentioned uh, that uh, uh, the product is available both on uh, for on-premises installation as well as on the cloud. So how is it licensed then? Yeah, so uh, in both cases, we're licensing on the the amount of data that an organization is actually managing with Operavi. Uh, so uh, if you've if you've indexed your data and ingested it and moved it with Operavi, uh, we're going to charge based on that. Um, we're we're not going to charge based on machines or install points, um, appliances, things like that. We wanted to keep it really, really straightforward, um, and we can bill on a on a SaaS kind of model, a license on a SaaS based model. Um, or we can license in a, a traditional CapEx environment where the, the software is actually installed on-prem, um, but uh, both are still based on usage as opposed to installation points. Another nice thing that I saw on your website is that you have a public roadmap for the new features that are coming. Uh... Yeah, we keep a near-term roadmap on there. So this is um, things that are already in development um, or already have been development and are going through either our our beta customers, um, you know, for validation as well as our QA departments. Um, so yeah, that's, that is, a uh, something that, that we felt was going to be imperative is, is letting people know where we're going next. Um, and you know, one can make the argument that we're, we're exposing too much information to our competitors, but, uh, we believe that once it's published up there, we've made enough progress on that, that we're going to be first to market. Yeah. And what can we expect from operating in the next uh, three, six months then? Um, yeah, beyond uh, kind of what what you can see on our on our roadmap on our website, um, you know, there I, I would without getting into too much detail, more granularity as far as policies are concerned is is going to come down the pike. Um, you're going to have more actions for uh, what you do with your data. Um, so right now we can we can retrieve that data, but uh, we're going to start to see um, more. Uh, actions on on how you're treating your data, what you want to do with it, um, you know, think think more compliance based features around specifically uh, GDPR and, and California Data Privacy Act, etc. Very nice. And um, you mentioned that you can organize a demo. Uh, how do you manage usually demos, or if you have any other way to try the product? Yeah. Um, so Operavi has, has a couple different ways. We actually have a simulation mode that's available on our website that allows you to uh, you navigate through the interface with fictitious data. Um, so it's pre-populated information. It's fictitious. It doesn't have all of the features, but it really gives you a good feel for what it's like to, to drive Operavi um, in, a, in a production environment. Um, once uh, you know an organization has identified interest, we'll work with the organization to define the use case uh, to create the workflows, and then our customer success team will assist in in an installation and a rollout of uh, of the platform. And and during that thirty days or so, um, that first thirty days, um, it installs in about you know ten minutes. It's not a long installation process, um, but we'll work closely with the user um, you know during that uh, more or less POC to define a, a scope of work and to ensure that uh, you know we're we're implemented in, in an accurate way. So. Uh, take a really, you know, more or less a hands-on approach to POCs, but they can also drive in the simulation mode as well. Okay. Uh, hey, John, this was a very, very nice conversation. I learned a lot about Aparavi, and I hope our listeners um, did it uh, as well. In the, At the end of the month, on the 25th of uh, June, we will have a 
uh, webinar together. So where we'll talk more about data management and intelligent archives and how they can help to drive uh, uh, digital transformations uh, initiatives in uh, enterprises. So I suggest uh, our listeners to go on uh, Gigam website uh, in the webinar section. They will find how to subscribe for this uh, free webinar. And, uh, and that's all. Maybe, uh, John, if you want to share the, um, a few links about Aparavi Twitter handle so that if the people will want to stay in touch with you, they can. Uh... Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we're, we're, we definitely want to see you guys on that webinar coming up on the 25th. But uh, in the in the meantime, you can visit us at operavi.com. Uh, we publish, as, as uh, Enrico mentioned, we publish our, our roadmap. We also publish pricing so you can get an idea of, of uh, what all this intelligence is going to cost you. Um, and uh, you can visit us on Twitter at Operavi Software. And uh, as well as on Instagram, if you want a, a bit of a look into you know the lighter side of, of uh, working for Operavi, uh, Instagram is a great place to go for that. Again, that's at Operavi Software as well. Um, so we'd uh, we'd love to see see you there. Um, you can always reach out to me directly, uh, Jonathan.Kalmies at Operavi.com. That's great. And uh, if you come up with uh, questions during these days. Um, remember that our webinars are very, very interactive, so we, you will have uh, the opportunity to ask uh, these questions during the webinar. Uh, I think that it's all for today. Thank you again, Jonathan, for, uh, for the time you spent with me, and bye-bye. All right, thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Data Storage, please check out the other ones. Unstructured data management is the focus of a report Enrico wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how data storage is evolving in the cloud era, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.